there are shows in this world that we will never fully understand understand except ghost adventures we have watched every episode to build our obsession our fandom watching alongside each other because no one we know really gives a damn gives a damn Watching Zack and crew catch groundbreaking proof of the paranormal, inspiring us to explore our own interest in otherworldly phenomena. This is our podcast. We are Paranormal Quintas. Hey, 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 everybody. Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. It's me, Leah. And it's me, Bethany. And we're back with a new episode of Paranormal Buddha. Do I sound funny because I bit my cheek? Yeah, you sound like you have a little tiny list. I have a little baby list. I really hate it and I can't control it. I bit my cheek. And here we go. Oh, I've I've had moments like that where my gums were swollen and I was talking real weird. And I heard it in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> but we're freaking professionals, so we're going to keep the ball rolling. <laughs> Everybody, we're back with an awesome new episode of Personal Stories featuring our dude Alex. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we uh, met Alex over Instagram, and um, we're going to bring him on here in just a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we are super excited about this guest. Um, Alex is actually somebody that we met just kind of in comments. Um, and, and we really can't remember where it started, but I think we were just writing things and it was like, oh, yeah, you believe in spooky shit, too. <laughs> and then, uh, right. I, I think, is that how it happened? I don't know. <laughs> I think. No, no. I think what happened was uh, I went to Vegas. Right. And then I visited the Zach Bagans haunted uh, museum. Yes. I posted something on my story. I think you commented on it and I was like, and I just reached out to your page and I think that's how it started the conversation. Yes. Yeah. The Zach Bagans brought us together. That makes sense. <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, look, we got so much to be thankful for. Thank you, Zach, for bringing Alex into our lives. Um, but no, And it's so cool. Cause you're, you're like this badass fucking photographer out in California. So like, as we kind of figured out, we were going to be talking to you. It's like, Whoa, this dude's like, fucking cool and legit and shit so this is really exciting <laughs> <laughs> thank you no I, pre- I appreciate that you know what i mean just just out here hustling you know yeah man no we we can respect that so um again we're excited to have you share so um we'll let you just kind of jump in do your thing and yeah. and tell us about your, your tell us your spooky stories <laughs> all right well you know so for me you know i i was born here in la so I, I was born in L.A. and then I grew up in the Inland Empire, which is next door neighbors to L.A., the neighboring county, San Bernardino County. So, you know, my family is I come from a mixed background. So my mother is from El Salvador and my dad is from East Africa, from Eritrea. Okay. And uh, so I grew up in a mixed household. So my mom's Catholic. My dad's like Orthodox Christian. And, you know, so growing up, uh, my parents always uh, talked to myself and my older brothers about like their paranormal um, experiences growing up. And my mom has like seen ghosts and my dad has seen ghosts and so these stories have always been passed down to us like growing up and so I feel like you know in our family you know lineage or bloodline or whatever I feel like you know stuff has has gotten passed down to us as well you know and uh my mother on my mother's side so my grandmother she passed away a few years ago but my grandmother's older sister her name was Lillian from uh, El Salvador she used to live in the villages and she used to be a medium back in the, like, in the old country. And she used to, like, you know, 
kind of had like a third sight or whatever you call it and she can like see spirits and so um in our family side uh, my mom's side um there are certain individuals who are kind of sensitive to that and i feel like for me i feel like i have some of that because i i've experienced um several you know situations in my life where i've been scratched i've been i've seen things i've just been had my energy drained and um yeah so i feel like you know growing up um i always suffered from night terrors right so um middle of the night you know whatever you know two o'clock three o'clock four o'clock in the morning um as a kid i would experience you know a feeling of somebody sitting on top of me and i couldn't move and i didn't know what it was you know i never knew what night terrors were it was just something that i experienced for for many years and um one day we're staying at uh my mom and my dad had divorced years ago maybe like 20 years ago but Myself and my older brother were staying with my dad in San Bernardino, and my dad had a condo. So my older brother and myself had to share, like, the master bedroom. You know, he would sleep on one side of the room, myself on the other side of the room. And I remember, um, you know, waking up in the middle of the night, and I, and I couldn't move. Like, you know, like, I, I can feel, like, you know, like something was on top of me, pressing me down. And then finally, like, I, I broke out of it, and I woke up, and I woke my brother up. I was like, hey, I was like, wake up, wake up, wake up. And he was like, what? I was like... I was like, I can't sleep, man. I go, oh, just like something sitting on top of me. And he looked at me and gave me this crazy look. And he was like, for real? I was like, yeah. He was like, me too. And I was like, what? Like, and it was the first time me and him ever spoke about it because we kind of just kept it a secret from each other. And, um, you know, he was like, I've been experiencing that too, like my whole life. And we're like, what the hell? Like, you know, and so that was the first time me and him acknowledged that we were both suffering from night terrors, right? And so that was like the first time we opened up about that. And then, um, I started doing more research about it and, you know, just uh, finding out other stories online and, you know, just talking to friends about it and things like that. And so back in those days, I was in construction. And so uh, the construction uh, union that myself and my older brother were in, they flew us to Kansas City, Missouri. And we were staying in Kansas City, Missouri. And um, uh, for our lunch break, there was this old barbecue um, restaurant down the street from our job site. And so we all went walking down to this um uh, barbecue spot and I remember walking into this old you know restaurant and it was like probably built in the 1930s it was like dusty old straight out old town Kansas City and um, there was a painting on the wall it was a painting of this black um, like I guess the original owner or whatever the cook and it was just an old creepy painting it was the guy wearing like a chef's um, apron with a chef hat and he had like uh, I don't know what was the name of that thing for the barbecue it was like a pitchfork um, oh, I don't know what mm-hmm. you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was, he was holding up like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, yeah, he was holding up in, in the picture of the painting. He was holding up some ribs, and I'm standing in line and I'm staring at this painting. I'm like, this, like it just looks like a creepy old painting. So, anyways, my brother was standing in line. I was like, hey, I was like, go order for me. I was like, I'm gonna use the restroom real quick. So I go into the restroom. I'm over, I'm over here at the stall taking a piss, and I feel, and I'm by myself, and I feel like was still like feathers, like like on the back of my neck, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like thinking it's like spider webs or something. And it was weird. So anyways, I go back out and I sit down at the table with my brother and my coworkers. And then my brother, like a few minutes later, my brother kind of looks like, he's like, hey, what's that on the back of your neck? I'm like, what? And he's like, you've got like four scratches on the back of your neck. And then he took a photo of it. And there was like four like red scratches that went all the way down my neck. Like something scratched me. And I was like, what the hell is that? You know what I mean? Like I feel the bumps on my neck. And then that was the first time I ever got scratched, you know what I mean? And I felt like um, at that at that barbecue spot, it was just something something that was there that scratched me. And um, 
that was probably my first time feeling something like that. And then so fast forward to, I don't know, maybe two years later, I'm in uh, Whittier, California. So uh, there was a film festival going on. And uh, so years ago, I went to uh, I went to the L.A. film school. Right. And my thesis film was actually a ghost story that that um, that I wrote and directed as a short film called uh, A Midnightmare. So. Um, it got accepted into the late night horror film festival in Whittier. So I got invited to go down there. And then the director of the festival, he wanted to do a photo shoot. So it was myself and a friend of mine at the time. And he was like, hey, let's go shoot at the cemetery. And I was like, cool, let's go do a little photo shoot there. So we go to the cemetery in Downey, uh, sorry, in Whittier. And um, we did a photo shoot at the cemetery. And then um, he was like, hey, in Downey, he's like, there's this old asylum asylum that they, they shut down. He said, we should go uh, take photos in front of the house, the main house at the asylum, because I guess a bunch of, a bunch of kids got killed there. The guy you know, who, who'd been murdering, like murdered the kids, or, you know, was arrested. And it was like an old story that he told us. So I was like, all right, cool, let's go down there. So we went to this house at this asylum, and it was all shut down. It was boarded up. There was fences. Like, you can't walk in there. It's like private property. And um, I'm taking photos. So I'm like, like, I'm taking photos of them, and then vice versa, taking photos of me. And I remember standing in front of this asylum and I just start feeling dizzy. Like, I feel like, um, like my energy is being drained from my body and I, and my heart starts racing. I start sweating and they're like, what's wrong? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't feel good. I was like, I, I can't breathe. And I feel like the air was thick, like very, very thick. And then next thing you know, here comes the uh, police car pulls up. He's like, Hey, what are you guys doing here? So you guys can't be here. He so he kicked us out. And so luckily he kicked us out because we jumped in a car and took off. And I was in the back seat and I couldn't breathe. Like my heart was racing, my, my chest was pounding. And, you know, they were just like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I was like, I can't breathe. I was like, I feel like, you know, my energy is being drained. So we go back to the, the film festival, the venue where they're getting set up. And I go into the bathroom and I'm like throwing water in my face. Cause I, I was just trying to cool down. And then there was a medium there at the setting up at one of the booths at the, at the little festival. And they're talking to this lady who's a medium. And I didn't know. I was in the bathroom. And I come out. And then they're, like, talking about me. And then they're, like, you know, she, they're, like, you know what the medium was saying, right? She was, like, yeah. She was, like, your energy was being drained at that location. She was, like, you're very sensitive. She was, like, um, you know, they were trying to, you know, whatever was there was trying to pull your energy out. And I was, like, damn. I was, like, all right. So that happened to me there, right? And so I try to, like, brush it off. Like, okay, like, something that I experienced. And I remember um, telling my brother about it, my older brother. And then, like, six months later, I told him, I go, I want to go back to that location because I wanted to see, like, if it was going to happen again, right? Like, maybe it was just my imagination or whatever. And it was, like, a few months later, like, six months later, me and my brother drove by um, that asylum again. We parked in our front, and we're looking at the building, and the same feeling came back. Like, my energy was being drained. And I told my brother, I go, let's go. Let's get out of here. So I never went back there again. And um, so that was that situation. <laughs> so that was what my second situation. And then my third situation is when I saw something. So uh, one of my best friends, um, uh, him, his, him and his mom, like her family, have a house in San Bernardino up by the hills. And um, so Friday night, Saturday night, all the homies would go right there drinking, smoking, whatever. That was our spot to kick it at, right? So his parents would always drive to L.A. So they would have, we would have like the whole house to ourselves. That was just a party spot. So one night, I think it was like a Friday night, um, like all the homies were there, like 10 of us, buy a couple of 20 packs, everyone smoking, drinking. And then we go into the kitchen and the homie, like the, the, the kitchen's lights were on and he had like a long hallway and the, the lights in the hallway were all, were all just shut off. Like the whole hallway was dark. So we're inside the kitchen, kitchen and everyone's drinking. 
And then next thing you know, everyone turns and looks down the hallway. And then coming towards us looked like a floating head. It was a white mist where and where the eyes should be was two holes, like eyes, coming at us. And we're just staring at it. And it came down the hallway, came floating to us, and it landed on my homie's chest. And then my homie started hitting his chest like, ah, and he runs out the back door. And everyone just runs. And we all started laughing at him, you know what I mean? Because we just saw this floating head come down the hallway <laughs> and, um, you know, and it landed on his chest. So we thought it was hilarious, you know? And um, so, <laughs> so that was that, that was the first that was the first time I ever saw something, like a floating, like a mist or ball of head or whatever. And yeah, so I like, I've dealt with things like that before. And, um, you know, just, just, just random stuff, like, you know, being in different locations and, you know, but like these are some of the stuff that I've dealt with. You know, oh my goodness, I think man, y'all are, y'all are a different breed. Because if I saw an <laughs> eyeless floating head mist hit anyone's chest, <laughs> I'm out, dude. Like, what do you mean you stood there and laughed? Like, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, we just started <laughs> we started clowning them. You know what I mean? Because this was like we're just like you know. He got, he got, you know, chosen to get a, you know, whatever happened. But, um, yeah, you know, so these, these things have happened. And, you know, to this day, um, I deal with night terrors, you know what I mean? Like, just, just random shit. Or, like, sometimes, you know, I'll be in a sleep in the middle of the night, you know, and, and I'll hear, like, after I'll be dealing with the, with the night terror situation, and I'll hear, like, a whispering in my ear, but I can't make it out what they're saying. I can't make out any of the words. It just sounds like broken, like a broken language, you know what I mean? And um, I don't know. I don't know if you ever dealt with that before. I don't know if you ever felt that before. But it's 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 a you're in a situation where you can't move. Like you're conscious, you can't move, but you can feel like I, I can feel like fingers around my arms. I can feel like fingers, you know, holding me down. And you try to fight back, and it presses down on you, where you can't move. You know, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know why um, I deal with this stuff, or I don't know why I'm sensitive to that. But you know, it's it's something that's truthful. You know, and something that I've, I've dealt with for a long time. You know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I like I personally haven't experienced anything like that. I don't think Bethany has either. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know a lot of people that have and I I I feel weird saying these things. Like I liked the part where you were talking about how um you were in the same room with your brother. Um, it reminded me of a story our father would tell us because he had the experience of something sitting mm-hmm. on his chest, but he was yelling in his in his claims he was like screaming for his brother but his brother couldn't hear them or hear him Mm. and he was in the same room so i I thought that that was interesting like you and your brother experiencing the same things separately in the same room um that's crazy stuff because yeah and and yeah like why what was it like i don't know just sparks all these these questions really and of course none of us have the answer right right (laughs) And then it yeah, makes- it, it was, um, yeah, because even when that situation had happened, you know, like we talked to our dad about it and then my dad was kind of quiet about it. Like he didn't want to say anything. We were just thinking like, what the hell is this? And then my dad was like, you know what? He was like, actually, he was like, I dealt with the same thing too. But he was like, when I was in my thirties, he was like, it went away. He was like, I don't know what it was, but he was like, I didn't want to talk to you guys about it. Cause maybe you guys, you know, weren't dealing with it. And I was like, no, I was like, yeah, we're dealing with it. And then finally my dad was with us about it. You know, he was like, yeah, he was like, he's like, I had the same thing, but he's like, it just went away. You know, and then my mom had like, you know, herself, like she, she's had seen things that are crazy. Like, um, she told me this one story, it's a recent story actually. So, um, my cousin, she's, um, like mentally handicapped, right? So she goes to these special programs where they take them to like camp and stuff like that. So my mom and my Thea, they're twin sisters. So they'll go with my, my uh, cousin. 
to like these camps where it's like, you know, they have fun, you know, like, you know, just riding horses and stuff like that. So they took a bus to Victorville, which is about like a two hour drive from LA. And um, there was a camp out there. So when my mom and my tia got there on the bus or whatever, um, everybody unpacked and they're staying in bungalows, like with bunks and everything. So everyone went to go unpack their bags inside their bunks and and then the camp counselors were like, once you guys finish unpacking, come to the lunch area outside, we have a barbecue going on, this and this. So everyone unpacked their stuff and my mom, she put her stuff on her bunk and then everyone went to the the lunch area to, to go eat. And so my mom forgot something, and my mom was like, "I'm gonna go back to the to my mom, my tia." She's like, "I'm gonna go back to the the bungalows, and I'm gonna grab something for my purse." So my mom goes by herself into the bungalows, and there's nobody there. And then my mom said, when she walked inside, she saw an old man sitting on one of the bunks by himself. And then she was like, "Excuse me," she's like, "We're having lunch." She's like, "Are you gonna go have lunch?" And the guy was looking away from her, like she was she was all she could see was the back of his head and his back. He was looking away from her. And she was, so my mom started talking to him. She was like, can you guys, she's like, you know, we're going to go eat right now. Do you need help? The guy didn't say anything. So my mom said she went walking around the bed to go look at his face. And then he turned his head so she couldn't see him. And then my mom said, as soon as he did that, she got chills and she just left like right away. She got out of there. And then she went to the camp counselor and said, hey, she's like, there's another guy inside the bungalows and like, he doesn't want to come out. And she was like, the camp counselor was like, no, she's like, this is everybody here. Like we have the right head count. So they go inside the bungalows and the guy's gone. And then they ask my mom, say, what did the guy look like? And she was like, it was the old man, like wearing like the, like a, a overalls and this and this. And then she was, the lady was like, what? So they showed my mom photos like on the wall. And she's like, my mom, my mom was like, yeah, that's the guy right there. And she's like, no, it's like that, like he used to be here, but that guy died years ago. And so my mom was tripping out. And, uh, you know, she told me that story and I was just like, oh shit, you know? <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's a really cool (laughs) encounter. And then to be able to validate it with a photo, that's like, that's straight out of a fucking movie, man. Like, that's like the perfect encounter. (laughs) That's crazy. That's crazy. But something else, like the way way you kind of started your stories was really like how you were raised and what you were told coming up. And I think that's something that really interests me and Bethany the most and why we really kind of like having people on and to hear like we were kind Mm -hmm. of we were raised on these things right and it's like that's Mm -hmm. that's where the belief begins right and so i just wonder on a on a culture level whatever it is is it just ingrained in us right are we more in tuned with spirits Mm -hmm. um you know i I think it makes sense and the more and more we hear i think it just really aligns and then uh yeah you know you having two really strong cultures i think is really cool too because then you're really sensitive, right? <laughs> you kind of yeah. you're able to tune in, uh, maybe to different things on different frequencies because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always find that really interesting. Yeah, I think I think just coming from the backgrounds of like you know being uh, especially Latino, you know what I mean? Like you know the, our cultures. I mean they they're mm-hmm. big believers in the spiritual world and and you know so since we're kids, like you know these stories have been taught to us, so it's real to us. You know what I mean? It's not like like um it, it doesn't come from like a non-belief background where like you know some, if someone's atheist you know that's one thing you know they're like oh i don't believe right. in this stuff so it's, they're more skeptical but for us or the people who believe you know you're receptive to you're re- receptive to you know things that are kind of unnatural like paranormal stuff and you know spiritual stuff so you know yeah so it's like you know i got another story too but it's like um for my dad 
for my dad, when my dad grew up, my dad was from Eritrea and Ethiopia. So Eritrea and Ethiopia, you know, back in the days, it was all Ethiopia. They had a they had a 30-year civil war, right? So the country split. And my dad is both. My my mom, my grandmother, or my dad, um, my dad's mom is Ethiopian, and my dad's dad is Eritrean. So my dad grew up in a boarding school. So when he was 14 years old, he was sent to a boarding school, um, and his father left him, right? And so my dad told me this story that um, um, in the in the bunks where the where the boys lived, they'll play like hide and seek, right? So my dad said, so one day they're playing, you know, the game like a hide and seek, right? So my dad, he ran into the bungalow by himself and he went and slid under the bed in a far, far corner so nobody could find him. And so my dad said that he was under the bed, he was hiding, right? And he said he was there for a long time. And he said that nobody could find him. So he said he was down there under the bed and then something, like he felt something next to him. So he said he turned his head and he looked and there was another little boy next to him. And he said he got out of there quick and he ran, you know, but it was a spirit. He thought what he saw was the spirit of another little boy. And um, I remember that story stuck with me, you know, growing up. Because I was always scared, like, there's, like, a little, like a little boy under my bed or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he just told me stuff like that, you know? And then, like, you know, my mom had told me another story. And uh, when she was growing up in El Salvador, you know, my grandmother, because they grew up in a village, so my grandmother would send my mom, my tias, my uncle out into the jungle, whatever, to go, like, pick fruit or whatever. And so my uncle was the youngest at that time. I think he was, like, eight or nine years old. So my mom, my, my mom and my tias would make him climb the tree, right? So they'll climb the tree and he'd be like chopping down like whatever, uh, fruits or whatever from like, you know, the top of the tree. And they would stand below with baskets and just catch whatever he, he dropped down. So they said one day they went out into the jungle to do the same thing. And so my uncle, he climbed this big, big tree, this tall tree. And then when he got to the top of the tree, he started looking across like the, the, the top of the trees. And then he said he saw a tall lady wearing all black and she was staring at him. And next thing you know, she started jumping through the trees, like coming at him. And he jumped all the way to the ground and he was like, run, run, run. So they all just took off running. They left all the baskets for fruit there. And my mom, my kid didn't know why they were running, but but uh, my uncle was like, he was a kid at the time, so he was like, just run. So they all run back to my, my abuelita's house. And then my abuelita was like, she was upset with them. She's like, where's, like where, where's the baskets? Like, why'd you leave everything behind? And then my uncle told my grandma what he saw. He said, yeah, I saw a tall lady in the trees and she was jumping at me. She was running towards me. And then she was like, oh, she's like, there's a witch in the woods. Like, there's a witch out there. Like, you know, so they went back. And I remember, like, when we were kids, our mom, like, told us this story. And I was always, like, scared. Like, oh, shit. Like, like there's things in the woods, you know? And um, I don't know. It was just, like, stuff that they passed down to us. And these, these different kinds of stories. And it was just, like, you know, I don't know. Like, you know, they've experienced stuff. And. You know, I've seen some stuff, nothing too crazy, but I, I have, you know, had those experiences, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's wild. I would have so pooped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing a lady in a black dress hopping <laughs> on through the damn trees. <laughs> that's crazy. Like, that's really cool, though. What imagery. Um, uh, did they say anything about this witch? Do they know anything about her? It was just like, nah, stay out of there. It's just a witch in the wood. <laughs> no, it was um, no, because my mom, because this happened to to them when they were kids so yeah. it was more like just, just stories that she remembers yeah. yeah and um yeah so we don't know i don't know the background of who this lady was you know and then my grandmother you know she passed away years ago i wish i would have had you know an opportunity yeah. to talk to her about this type of stuff but i never did and um you know it's like it's just it just you know these things just happen i feel like in our communities i mean all communities they deal with this type of stuff you know but i don't know for me it's like like i said i haven't like 
haven't, you know, dealt with any like, type of hauntings or anything like that. But it's just these random situations that I'm in where, you know, weird shit happens. You know, I remember back in the days I used to be in construction and um, I was working in Long Beach at the Long Beach power plant. So we were doing demolition. And this was about like 13 years ago. And so I remember my foreman, he took us upstairs. It was a huge, huge building. It was like an old uh, refinery. And this, this place was like, it was like built in the 1920s, you know, so we're doing demolition on this whole place. So they took me and a couple of coworkers uh, uh, up to the top level roof where it was just old, dusty, with asbestos, um, like wooden floors. Like we had to, we had to take, we had to get out the whole, um, the whole top level. And I was up there by myself. So some of the guys were down on the level below me and I was upstairs by myself and it was all wooden floors, like old wooden floors. And so my foreman was like, all right, I need you to start cleaning up all this area here, like move all this metal out of the way. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'll come back and check on you. So I'm over here like by myself, you know, with lamps up, all these, you know, dark, it's very, very dark and dusty in there. And I'm just doing my job. I'm just, I'm just loading up all this metal and stuff and moving stuff around. And I'm just sitting there chilling, just taking a break, like whatever. And the next thing you know, I hear footsteps walking up right behind me, like boom, 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 boom. And I'm thinking in my, in my head, I'm like, that's my foreman. I turn around and there's nobody there. And I don't know who the fuck walked up on me. And I was just tripping out. I was like, oh, she's like, what the hell? Like, I literally heard somebody walk up on me. And, you know, just stuff like that, you know, just random stuff that pops up. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, um, do you share these experiences with people you know, like, openly? Or do you feel like you need to not talk about these things around <laughs> certain people, anything like that? <laughs> No, I mean, every like everything that I've dealt with, like I've told like in my immediate friends, <laughs> you know? yeah. so, like, you know, so like my, my close friends or like my close, like my cousins or whatever, you know, like as these things happen, I'm very open about it. You know, I don't go posting this stuff online, but I just, I'm very <laughs> open about it. No, that's awesome. I was just curious because sometimes I feel like it makes me sound crazy when I go through something really yeah. intense and I'm like, I don't know if I should yeah. tell everyone this, but then I do yeah. anyway and I feel better because, you know, it's, yeah. I'm not alone in it. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't care. Like, for me, it's like, people are going to think I'm crazy no matter what. You know what I mean? It's like, so I'm like, whatever, you think I'm crazy? You think I'm crazy? Like, like I, I'm, for me, I'm an artist, you know what I mean? So like, I'm, I'm heavily tattooed, you know what I mean? I love the art world. I love, you know, the spiritual world. Like I watch fucking, you know, Portals to Hell. I watch Zach Bagans. I watch all these different TV shows, you know what I'm saying? And like anybody who knows me, like, you know, I go to Monster Palooza. Like, I, I do stuff like that. So it's like, they're going to judge me. Oh, well, you know, I mean, I'll judge them right back. I don't care. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's badass. Our peoples. Our peoples. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are just so many things that correlate. I don't know. Because I was like writing certain things down as you mentioned them. And it's just nuts. Even like with you saying how your grandma's sister saw spirits and things like that. Cause that was mm -hmm. our, on our, and on our mother's side. And like you mentioned on your mother's side too, we had our grandmother's sister who saw spirits and we heard many stories of her seeing them coming out of mirrors and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. There are just so many correlations and I love that too. Cause even being of two different Latino backgrounds, right. There's still so many correlations to what we've experienced yeah. in the spirit world. Um, so mm -hmm. I think that's just awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, man, just really cool stuff. Damn. Yeah, you know, and it's um, I'm I'm very like you know I I like you know talking to people like you because you know we we deal with these situations that we believe we're believers in it. Um, there's a lot of people out there who are skeptics and they they do like talk shit. They they look at us like you know they they side eye us whatever like you know they think we're freaks or whatever. Oh well, I mean I think the same thing about them, but <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> 
you know what I mean? But I feel comfortable like talking about this stuff. Like this is, I'm not trying to hide this stuff. Like I'm yeah. very, you know, open to it. You know, I'm very, ta- you know, talking about this stuff and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? I was very excited too. When I, when I ran across your page, I was like, hell yeah. I was like, that's the stuff. You know what I mean? Like you two doing your thing. So I was excited just even, you know, to be part of this, you know? Hell yeah. Oh yeah, man. No, we appreciate that. Like, Cause this yeah. is, yeah, your stories have been great. Like, <laughs> I have a question about your experience at the haunted museum. Did it, did you feel any weird energy or pick up on anything? Anything happened there? Actually, no, no. So the haunted, I don't know if you two had a chance to go yet, but, um, it's, Oh my god, that place is yeah. amazing! So it's a tour. <laughs> so have you have you been? Yeah, yeah, we went. Well, twenty eighteen or something like it a lot was a while back. It's yeah. changed a lot. Since. A lot of stuff okay. has been added yeah. since. So, but yes. Okay, yeah. So when I went, I think I think it's like thirty rooms now, and it was a two hour tour. Damn. And um, I went with my brother as well. We're you know doing stuff in Vegas, but um, yeah, we did that VIP tour. So um, I didn't experience anything like you know I didn't see anything. I didn't feel anything, but it was I didn't touch anything. I told I told him I was like, don't touch shit because he's over here like looking at stuff. I'm like, don't touch anything. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I don't want nothing to follow us back home. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, so uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't like experience anything, but it was just a good like a dope experience to like see all you know the authentic you know um, artifacts he had from all these different cases and and you know just seeing you know uh, what's the name of that the the box the the double box, box, box or yeah. yeah yeah that's the one I was probably the most afraid of just because I was like you know I'd done like you know online research to find out what it was and I was like yeah I do not want anything to do with that thing but. Um, <laughs> You know, but I had a great time. It was just, you know, like educational and then it was a fun experience. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't experience, see anything, feel anything. Okay. So. Yeah. yeah, I was just yeah. curious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this, this episode's not about me. <laughs> I'm saying you brought it up. So I was just curious if he did too. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. You know, but I, I do, uh-huh. yeah, I do want to go back though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I hope like I want to go back, but I want Zach to be there when I go back. So I just yeah. need the stars to align perfectly for me the next time I'm there. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness, man! No, that's really cool. Um, and I don't know why now I can't get the image of a little kid under a bed. I don't oh know yeah, that one's really yeah. cool. Thanks that's a lot because it just keeps like flashing in my head, like little kid under the yeah. bed. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because when I was a kid, my dad told me that story, and it freaked me out. And I'm like, you know, I don't know why he told me this stuff, but I was like 10 years old. I'm like listening to him, and then when I would go to sleep, I can't go to sleep. I'm like, yeah. there's somebody under my bed. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's another thing, yeah. too. Like, were we told these stories, right, as cautionary tales, right? Are we told certain things yeah, to like be like, why? yeah, why? why yeah, like you said, like, why do you need to tell me this? And it's like, <laughs> well, maybe what he's really saying is don't be fucking around and go to bed. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. don't, be, don't be trying to play no games. Don't be doing no bullshit. Exactly. And go to sleep. Go straight to sleep. Go to sleep. Now you're too scared to move. So you'll just fall asleep. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's the reason you, know? you have night terrors. No. Like, exactly. He is the reason. <laughs> uncovering I blame my dad for a lot of shit like <laughs> yeah yeah exactly don't don't be keeping secrets from me just tell me the truth you know what yeah, I mean man. Like, lay it out there <laughs> like oh we're yeah, cursed yeah. that makes sense yeah that <laughs> makes sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> no yeah. I think I, but you know what's crazy is like you know I, I do have like friends and other people in, in my community here 
that deal with this stuff and they're more quite uh, quiet about it. It's like they won't say anything unless somebody else brings it up. You know what I mean? And then like they kind of like oh, and then they kind of express themselves. But like I know people that you know they, they they deal with stuff and they just keep it quiet. You know, and I think maybe just because of the public public image that they're gonna receive back, like oh, this person's nuts, this person's out of their mind, and they're afraid of that. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So like I, I feel. Yeah, I feel like I feel bad like for that, you know. But yeah, I don't know. Like I said, like you, you two are very open about it, which is dope. And you know, I'm open about it. And you know, I think like what we experience is real. I feel like the supernatural world is very, very real. Like there's no way, there's no way that you know we live on this earth and we're is we're just human beings walking around. Like no, there's a spiritual realm that we cannot see. And every once in a while, they show themselves to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Through spirits or ghosts and all these you know, hauntings or whatever. Yeah, but it's there, you know. I know people who are atheists or non-believers, and they're like, "This stuff is fake. This stuff is real." Say whatever you want. At the end of the day, it's still real. God is still real. The spirit world is still real. It's all it's still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, you know, it's just something that's like our afterlife. You know, part of our, our you know, human part of being a human. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and 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 for people that are atheists or whatever, and they're like, eh, "I don't believe in anything spiritual." It's like, "No, nah, man, it's science." Matter cannot be created nor destroyed. Yeah. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. We have always been here. Yep. We will always, always be, be here. here. Boom. Exactly. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. And walk away. Boom. Or as Keanu Reeves said, <laughs> we're all yeah. stardust, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we are, you know. Yeah, but I agree. Real, no, I just I agree with you, and and, yeah. and it does make me sad that some people don't believe because they're missing out on like what I consider the magic of the world, or like yeah. having mm-hmm. these experiences, which can be really freaky, but sometimes also heartwarming or pleasant yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's, those are beautiful moments. Like you hear about yeah. people being visited by loved ones or getting messages, and you know all these yeah. things. That's that's nice, or you know, your ancestors watching you. Like creepy, but yeah. also kind of warming to know that. <laughs> You know, they want the best for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Don't watch me all the time, ancestors. Yeah, exactly. Like, no. I, need my, I need my privacy, you know? <laughs> they know when to pop in and out. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> I'm going to leave you to this one. I don't know what you do. I'm out. <laughs> I got some other exactly. kids to look at. <laughs> this is a lesson to learn, child, and shut the door. <laughs> yeah, shut the door and lock it. <laughs> Yeah, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I I agree. I think it's kind of I think yeah, like you said, those people are weird. That's silly to not believe uh, in something great. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's so good. I like a tear in my eye. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I mean, for me, like th- those are only the only stories that I can I can think of. You know, I don't know. It's like, um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I just gotta wait, wait and see what happens next. <laughs> We're always down for part twos, you know, like a, a follow-up story. But those were really great stories, exactly. though. They were super intense. Oh, and, yeah. You know, they're they're very, yeah. I don't know, they're, they're just so, I mean, scratches, the energy drain. And that's now something that mm-hmm. I, I think, I think anybody who's, because me and Bethany, I think, are sensitive. Like, our energy gets drained. Or like, we can feel that, you know, or feel it in somebody. Yeah. And, you know, the energy's off, right? So, Talk, hearing people talk about their energy being drained, like I'm like, yes, I can relate to that very much. Um, yeah. You know, and to the point now where we I gotta like cleanse, you know, cleanse yourself after certain yeah. things. Yeah. Most, most definitely too. But even when the energy, when my energy was being drained, but it was different though. It was, it was like 
about, I was like, I'm about to faint. That's how much my energy is yeah. being drained. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I've been through like spiritual cleansings before. Like I've staged myself, you know, I've done, um, actually I was invited a couple of years ago to go to do, um, uh, sweat lodge with the natives, um, up in Oxnard. And like, that was cleansing. Like you're inside this, I don't know if you've ever done sweat lodge before or heard of it. Um, I'd, I'd probably die. Yeah, like I've heard of them. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's cool, though. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did a couple of sessions in there with the guys uh, from Homeboy Industries. Um, it's like a, it's a group out here that um, they reform like ex-gang members or gang members and incarcerated people. So they change, turn their lives around. So that's I went with a group of guys. Yeah, so it was like twelve of us inside uh, the Sweatlocks tent. And they put lava stones, hot, burning hot, orange, red, and, you know, burning lava stones in there. And, and then everyone goes inside and they shut the tent and they just dump water on it and it steams up. And you're, you're it's, like, it's like you're burning. It's like you're, you're burning in the oven and you're in there for like 30 minutes. And I was in there, you know, grown men are like screaming, crying, like, you know, ah, I don't want to get out. You know, but you can't get out. You're just in there. You have to like take the pain. And it was so crazy too because I was in there also with women and children. And for some reason, the women don't don't burn, and the little kids don't burn. Like there's little babies in there, and they're you know the guys were the only ones that were suffering, you know. And I don't know, I don't know what it is. They said it's like a rebirth, you know. Saying you go in there, you do your sessions in there, and then you come out. It's like re like um, being reborn, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and they're saying that the babies don't uh, are are not affected by it because the babies were always always in the womb so they they know that that feeling you know that feeling is not new to them and the mothers you know who deal with labor pains and all that like they they're stronger you know um but yeah like i did a couple of sessions of those and it it does cleanse you like spiritually because you're in prayer the whole time and and you're just trying to get everything out you know you're just trying to like release all the stuff that's in your mind and your body and just trying to release it but i did it a few times and yeah it was tough it was really tough but um i'm glad i had the opportunity you know just to experience that yeah that's, that's so really cool, cool. Yeah. i want to do something like that one day oh my goodness <laughs> i'm nervous it yeah me. <laughs> that's really i mean cool. the closest thing is to lock yourself in the car on a hot day and that's the same thing <laughs> <laughs> that's that true man <laughs> with this global warming heat shit that's a valid point dude <laughs> that's so cool but no man uh, amazing stories again and and really just thank you so so much for taking the time to to share that with us it, it means a lot and we appreciate yeah. it yeah absolutely yeah for sure yeah thank you so much just for having me you know and um yeah like i said like you know let me let me let me accumulate some more stories and then i hit you back <laughs> next to <with> another <laughs> absolutely yeah man we would love 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 to have you back uh definitely and <laughs> yeah. is, is there anything else you want to say or since you have your photography company do you yeah. want to like plug yourself or anything um yeah well so i'm actually working on a film um my film's coming out um it's called the soul I did an independent film. I'm the writer and director of a film called The Sun Rises. And um, pretty much my film is talking about, um, I'm retelling the story of Jesus Christ in a modern LA way. So if you know about the story of Jesus, Jesus was a carpenter. In my film, my lead actor, Manny's a carpenter in LA, Latino guy, Mexican guy. He's a biker. Um, he's an outlaw, but not not the bad guy. He's actually the good guy in my film, and the LAPD represent the Roman guards in my film. So I'm retelling that story, and it's a story about uh, being resilient. It's a story about overcoming. It's a story about um, one man fighting for justice, 
and the system trying to take him down. And so it's a modern day LA story that I wrote. And right now we're almost done with the film. So right now we're working on music, we're doing the color and we're doing the sound sound design. And uh, we should be done uh, end of July and I'm gonna premiere it in LA um, August or September before summer's out. So that's my project that I'm working that I've been working on for years and we're almost done with that. So I'm doing that. Plus I'm also a photographer. I shoot live events, I shoot um, live boxing. Uh, red carpet premieres for films and I shoot on set like any any type of project on set for film, television and yeah so I'm just hustling and doing those things and you know just trying to trying to make a name in uh, the artistic world you know Hell yeah. That sounds incredible. That sounds incredible. Congratulations, man. That sounds badass. Definitely keep doing it and and we hope it keeps coming to you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for being on and yeah I guess we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. All right, for sure. See you. I'll see you on Instagram. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Have a good one. All right, thank you. You too. Have right, a good day. All right, bye. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was awesome. Um, also, that was a very cool, like, I don't know, I like the idea of his film. That was cute. Yeah, was cool. man. No, he's working on some pretty awesome stuff, and he had some really awesome stories. Yeah. Um, I want to see those, like, created on film. Yeah, yeah. Some of those really great images. The kid under the bed. It's yeah. still flashes the, the in my mind. The fucking witch in the trees. The witch in the trees. I think that was my favorite. Oh, my God. That's creepy I as I want to be here. No, I'm <laughs> It was just Bethany up there. Of course you did. And then you knew that when you asked, well, tell me more about the witch. <laughs> like, what do you know about her? What do you know How about can her? I find out more? I need to be her friend. <laughs> She's just stealing everybody's fruits. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was really cool, though. Hell yeah. No, I'm super pumped. I'm super pumped that we got the opportunity to talk to Alex. And then how cool, because I'd completely forgotten that Zaddy brought us together. Doesn't that make it even more magical? It does. Yeah, that's really cool. And man, and he went at a time when they had the VIP thing. They didn't have VIP when we were there. We need yeah. to go back. Yeah. We just need to go back. We need to go back. God dang it. But so cool. Really awesome. Uh, such a heavy, 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 heavy time. I think it's time for a cleanse. Let's do it. Hail to the guardians of the watchtowers of the north by the powers of mother and earth. Hear us. Take a big, deep breath in. Let that baby out. Yes. Yeah, cleansed. Thank you. I appreciate it. I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, that was that was a great time, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us. Oh, yeah, we appreciate it. And as per usual, I'm Bethany. And I'm Leah. And we're signing off with two besitos. From these patitos. Bye. Um, oh, who's who? <laughs> I'm Bethany. And I'm Leah.